everyone, this is Stephanie Fisher, and you're listening to the P2P Podcast, the show for pillar-to-post franchise business owners and their teams. Today, we're talking about workers' compensation policies, who needs them, and how do they work. Carrie Lawson from Inspector Pro is joining us today to walk us through this topic. I'll turn it over to Carrie to let her introduce herself today. Good morning, everybody. Carrie with Inspector Pro Insurance. I've been working with Pillar to Post inspectors for more than 12 years now, have a lifetime career in the real estate industry. Excited to talk to you about workers' comp today. Awesome. So, Carrie, tell me a little bit about workers' compensation and what that actually is. Yeah, so it's a coverage that I think a lot of inspection companies don't think about too often, but it's going to cover injury that is sustained while performing your job. And it can cover both your employees, which is what usually turns on this, hey, I should look in a workers' comp light bulb, but it can also just cover the owner. And I think that's the coverage not too many people have looked into. And it's such an important one because God forbid something happens to an owner-only inspection company, money stops flowing in, you're unable to inspect. It's going to help with those lost wages and it's going to help with the injury medical expenses. Okay, so let's talk about that a little. So an accident. So if somebody, say, fell down in the house, down the stairs, or they fell off their ladder, that's the kind of accidents we're talking about, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, so injury, you fall off a ladder, fall off a roof, God forbid. But things like animal attack are also a concern for inspectors, crawling in crawl spaces, snake bites, any of those type of injuries as well. Well, I certainly never thought about that part of it. <laughs> we, ho- we try not to dwell on that, right? But we go into right. precarious places as inspectors. And there was a story recently about an alligator in an attic. So yes, I always saw be that. cautious. I saw that. In fact, the person thought it was a stuffed animal or a blow-up pool piece until they saw the eyes blink. So who knew? I'm, I'm done with attics after that story. I'll never <laughs> enter another one. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so... When we think about the accidents, we are talking about an injury that would happen to either the franchise business owner or it's going to be to one of their inspectors. This is not going to cover um, if a client was hurt at the home and it's not going to cover um, anything that was broken at the home, right? This is solely about the inspector themselves being covered. Exactly. Because the inspector's general liability policy does not cover their employees and it doesn't cover themselves from injury. So to get coverage for that, you've got to look at a workers' comp policy. Okay. And then what what would happen if the person is in their vehicle when an accident happens? Is that workers' compensation or is that auto? It can Uh, be is the answer to that. And we did recently have a claim where um, they had a medical condition that was brought on by stress while they were driving to a job and it was covered. So um, all of those situations should be turned in and let them evaluate it to see if coverage exists. Okay. And then what about people who have larger teams and they may have an office with um, administrative employees? Do you cover administrative employees or is that not necessary? We're just looking for people that are out on site. Right. So how it works with workers comp, um, each state has a requirement of once you have X number of employees, whether they're inspectors, clerical, admin is irrelevant. You must carry workers comp. Um, So it's important to check what your state requires, but that's not to say that you shouldn't look into it if you aren't at that number of employees. Um, But once there is a requirement and you 
do get a workers' comp policy, you'll find you have to cover everybody in the business. You can't pick and choose who's excluded. The only people who can choose to exclude themselves are owners of the business. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Well, and I actually had a, a friend that I work with who got her arm caught in a filing cabinet and had to have some medical uh, procedures done. So I guess you can have one there at the office as <laughs> New well. New fear unlocked. <laughs> So what type of costs are we talking about when it comes to covering an owner only? Yeah, so rates for workers' comp are set by the state, and it's a function of payroll. So they're going to look at exactly how much payroll you have. You're going to have to declare that. One important thing to keep in mind is workers' comp policies, unlike the ENO, they are audited. So you're going to give an estimate for you if it's an owner only, for you and your employees if you've got employees at the end of the term and sometimes midterm, depending on the size of the business, um, the insurance company is going to audit you to see what you actually produced in payroll. That's what you're going to be charged on. So if you overestimated, you're going to get a check back, which is great. Much better than if you underestimated, you're going to get an invoice for the additional premium due. Um, rates can be as little as 18 cents per hundred in payroll. Um, that's in Texas, really affordable. Everybody in Texas should carry it. Um, and then it goes up significantly. I think one of the rates I looked at recently was $1.80 per hundred in payroll. So wow. we've seen policies as little as 500 out the door, up to 2,000 and up depending on how many you know employees you've got. Okay. And so because it's based on payroll, because it's based on employees, my guess is as people may come and go from the individual businesses, they need to then give somebody a call um, with your organization to um, assign people up, take people off the policy, that sort of thing. So the great thing, because it is audited, is you can contact us mid-policy and address those sorts of things, or you can wait until the audit, and they're going to ask for all that information. Did you terminate oh. anybody? What was their end payroll when they left? Have you hired anybody else? And they'll adjust it then. So it makes it a okay. little bit easier. If you want to wait till that audit that you're going to have to do anyways, you can disclose all those sorts of things then. But no, if you've hired three people since you started, expect there's going to be a check due. Right. Okay. Yeah. Then no, that makes a lot of sense. And then so that audit would be um, annually that it would happen. Exactly. Correct. Okay. Okay. Now let's just say uh, we do have an accident that happens. Somebody falls off a ladder and let's just say they broke their arm. Um, at that point, what would be the owner or the um, inspector's next steps to do? Always to call me, and what we'll do is get a file started with the carrier for the workers' comp company. They'll then reach out to the inspector and ask for the documentation they need. Certainly it would be medical bills and things like that. Should the person wait to go to the doctor if it's not something that's an emergency until they speak to you, or should they go ahead and go to either the emergency room or to the walk-in clinic or wherever they need? They should go ahead and handle what they need to medically. If they need to be seen by a doctor to make sure there's nothing serious, do it now and then you'll get reimbursed. Okay. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Is there anything else that you can think of that we need to let our franchise business owners know um, about workers' comp and what it may or may not do and things that we should consider yeah. um, before we call? So the biggest thing is workers' comp is for work-related injury. It does not cover 
things like liability, employment practice liability, which is a whole different policy. And honestly, very seldom do inspectors choose to look into this. But if you are a multi-inspector company and there's some risk of an employee coming off to you legally for discrimination, wrongful termination, sexual harassment, anything like that would not be covered by workers' comp. You would need to look at an EPLI policy and those can run also anywhere from a thousand to two thousand dollars annually um, but if you do have to come out of pocket for legal expenses for something like a wrongful termination you're going to be pretty happy you purchased that policy because it'll right. be worth its weight in gold right okay well that makes a lot of sense well that is awesome carrie um i think that brings us to a close today for our podcast thank you carrie for joining us today it was really great learning more about workers compensation how it can help all of our guys even if they are a one-man show or they have a team this is something that they should definitely look into for all of you listeners and those watching us today if you have further questions or you have topics that you would like to see us cover in the podcast please let us know please reach out to alicia.sumar at pillartopost.com and she can have a, a set something up. And thank you to everybody for listening today. And I hope everybody has a wonderful day. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm.